Okay, so yesterday we began learning about the meaning of the word Vayigash. Now Vayigash is not just the name of the Torah portion, but it's the very first word of the Torah portion. It's the head of the Torah portion, includes all the energy of it, and governs the entire Torah portion, just like the head of the year. So, but we had difficulty understanding why is this the title and theme of the Torah portion when it seems that there are many other events in this series of the Chadgadia of Yosef and his brothers. Yehuda's approach to Yosef is just one part of it. Why is this considered um, such a pivotal step in the, um, in the story that this, is, that this is the title of the Torah portion? Especially considering the end of the Torah portion where the priests um, aren't required to give their land to Parai to buy food. Um, how is this all included in Vayigash? To answer this, we went to the Haftorah. The Haftorah is, is, the word Haftorah means to conclude. It's the conclusion, it's a sum total, it's the explanation, it's a revelation, we said yes, actually, of the Torah portion. What does it say in the Haftorah? Haftorah, it says that there was a union of the, there will be a union. And there was a Hashem give a sign to the prophet of the union that will be when Mashiach will come between the two um, kingdoms, the kingdom of Yosef, the kingdom of Yehuda, and they'll become one, and there'll be one king coming from David HaMelech. So the word by Yigash means closeness, unity of the Jewish people, and the unity of the world, which is a product of the unity of the Jewish people. So what's unique about Vayigash, as opposed to just, let's say, the word love, or, or clo- is that it's, it's closeness in a way that's practical. It is an actual proximity to the closeness, not just a theoretical one, not just a warm feeling, but there's an actual closeness. The two um, pieces of wood in the prophecy, the, Hashem tells the prophet, take two pieces of wood, write on one Yehuda, write on one Yosef, and they become one. So it's not just about... Um, Love, it's about it actually having an impact in the world. And to illustrate this and to explain this, we went off to discuss the custom that we have, it's printed in the Siddur, to accept upon ourselves verbally to love your fellow like yourself before praying. In Shulchan Aruch, it just says, accept upon yourself. We asked, if the point is to accept, then maybe it shouldn't be verbal. By making it verbal, it could be a diversion from what you're trying to do. By focusing on the words you're saying, then the acceptance might not be as, as the, the, the focal point. I know myself, when I started to, uh, I wanted to make sure that I had, I had the right intent when I put on film, so I started, I started my own custom of saying the, the kavon you're supposed to have for putting on film, for putting on film. <laughs> and I ended up stopped having kavona because I, <laughs> I say the words. <laughs> so so it, it would seem that if, if the goal is we should really accept upon ourselves love for our fellow Jew, so wh- maybe it, would, it might be in diversion. Why, why do you need to say it? So we answer that there is already unity among all souls in heaven. There's no, there's no daylight between one soul and another. There's love between all souls. All souls are united in one. Oh, welcome back. We missed you. I missed you too. <laughs> Did you miss you? I missed my plane. I mean, just this crazy story. We got all over it. When the co-pilot did not come in time to start the plane, we lost it. Anyway. Well, Hashem, you made it. You made it out of the woods. Yes. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be back. So, so, um, 
we're discussing the, the, the custom of accepting upon ourselves the love, to love our fellow Jew before we pray. And why it has to be verbal. The reason it has to be verbal is because Hashem is not addressing the soul. Hashem is addressing the body. Hashem is addressing us in the physical world. The souls all love each other. The souls all get along. The souls are united with each other. Hashem is talking about getting closer in a tangible, physical way. That's why we accept verbally to love our fellow Jew like ourselves, to say it. Why well, I have to say it? Because it's about saying it. It's about, about it coming out. It's about doing. It's, about, it's not just being something that's theoretical, but something that's, that's, that emerges from your deep feelings in your heart, but to, and, and to, to fruition, to actually do something with it. Um, so therefore, there's an emphasis on saying the words. Let's go to Esei. Now we can understand the novel, the novelty of the word Vayigash, what Vayigash is about, and why the word Vayigash, which means to come close, why this is the, the essence of, of, of the Torah portion. The, the, the closeness of one Jewish body to another. This expresses the perfection of Avis Yisrael. That it's not just um, in thought, in word, but it comes out in the way you could see it with your eyes, practically. A physical action, a physical closeness in this physical world. This is the greatness of a Febrengen. That a Febrengen, Jews actually sit together. They come together. And when they come together, that accomplishes more than Malach Machal. There's a famous story that this paper came down from heaven and uh, in the language of the Alt Rebbe. Um, I don't know. That's the words. A paper came down from heaven and it said on it that it, what a Hasidic Febrengen can accomplish even Malach Machal cannot accomplish. So, um, so, that, so what's so good about it? What's so good about the Fabrengen? It's the unity. They're getting, to, getting coming together. Someone actually, I don't, um, I don't learn this sikh myself, but someone was telling me that the Rebbe was speaking about Dida Natsach and how um, the Medrash says that the, the story about this uh, not good Malach was coming to it, that was go, approaching a town, and this good Malach told the rabbi of the town the way to get word off the bad Malach is that everyone coming together to the river bank and everyone saying together, did not So that I'm emphasizing. Or on page um, two fifteen, the last paragraph of Esay. So so that I'm emphasizing they came together to the riverbank. It wasn't just that they 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 they, they, they said did They said victory is ours. So that wasn't the thing. They came together, men, women, and children, to the riverbank, and they said did It was it was it was a unity. So that's what accomplishes. If I bring it, accomplishes more than Malchum Chol because everyone's getting together. It's not just there theoretically, but in beguf. Together, physically, bodies are getting together. So now we can understand um, regarding the impact of the closest to the Jewish people on the world. We said earlier that the unity of the Jewish people will cause a unity in all of creation. 
even though if you look at things deeper, if you look inside all creations, and you look at things the way things are in their very essence, especially if you look at things the way Hashem looks at them, so then all of creations are connected with the one God. However, Hashem wants, Hashem's intent in creation is that the way creations are in the world, as they are separate from each other, they should be united. Hashem created them to be separate. Hashem wants us to connect them and to unite them the way they are, they should feel how they're created by the one God. Not, in other words, Hashem wants there to be a concealment of godliness. And there should be a separation. And Hashem wants us, in language of the Rebbe to make the yesh and ta'ayin. To make our, to connect the, the, the created reality to its divine source. That we should feel in the world how it was created for the sake of God's glory. So Hashem wants it, first of all, to be a concealment. And there should be a thing. There should be things that are separate from each other. But also, these things, the way they are, as they are created, they should be connected to their source. The, the goal is vayigash. They should, they, they should be brought closer to their source. Although, although really, if you look at them, you know, from a, if you had the lens to see what the, every creature really is, it's constantly being created by Hashem's word. It is connected to its source. But Hashem wants the way the creation is in its circumstances, as it was created, as to feel the separate entity, that, that even in the way it in the way its perceived reality should also be connected to Hashem. It should be perceived in all of creation that all of creation is created for Hashem's glory, as it will be when Mashiach will come. That's the goal. The world as it is will be, will be seen in the world as it is a world, how it's created by Hashem. Apia now, and that's achieved by the unity of the Jewish people. Apia now of Nechvashtein, the Shaykhus from Ayigash Mitikola Sedr. According to all this, we can explain our question. What's the relationship between the word Vayigash and the rest of the Torah portion? The Techem from, from Kola Sede is Vayigash. It's Achtos Gluya Bizbagashnus Mokem Haschalkus. The Achtos on Eden Al Shvatim Matkhus Hasidra, the Achtos on Elm Hemshak Sedek Lakamsevav. The theme of the entire Torah portion is the, the unity of the Jewish people, unity in, in a physical way, and the unity of the, the, unity of the Jewish people. Unity of all the tribes and how this unity pervades the physical reality. The reality is that there's a unity in creation as well. That's a theme of this Torah portion. That there's a unity of all the tribes and how this brings to a unity of the whole world. How do we see in this Torah portion that the theme is about united unity, closeness, everything coming together? Let's start with the first section of this Torah portion. The conversation, the dialogue between Yehuda and Yosef. Yigash is Yosef. If Chana as Yehuda is already with Yosef and Elo Bafraim in Yaminin, is Nema Yigash Gufa Bashtan and Deb Dibur Elof. As Alzach Is Uftan the Achlas Vishen Alas Shvatim Chos the Achlas from Yehuda and Yosef. Achav Vezezen and Aribu is man Fanan get told. Father is man Chiras Yosef besits there. Vizadzach the the Nach Ariske Vizem Bepeil. What was the first um, aliyah, the first section of this week's Torah portion about? It was about Yehuda talking to Yosef. But the first thing it says is that Yehuda comes close to Yosef. So, that, that is, the, the inner meaning of that is, there should be a union of all the tribes, including Yehuda and Yosef, after they've been separated for such a long time especially after Yosef was sold. And that's actually what eventually comes out, is that Yosef announces himself and, and to his brothers, I am Yosef. So, so Vayigash is about them coming closer, and as we actually see, in the, in the, in the, as the parsha continues, 
that not just Yehuda is coming close to Yosef, doesn't know who Yosef is, but they actually are coming close to each other in a, in a, um, where, where they know who, who they are and they are connecting with each other um, after such a long time. A reunion. The reunion of Yosef and his brothers empowers all the Jewish people to be one, all generations. The perfection of this will be when Mashiach will come, when there will no longer be two kingdoms, and Yosef and Yehuda will unite. But it's, it, it, it stems from this reunion of Yosef and his brothers. That's what empowers Jewish unity for all, for all, of, all of time. Mithra um, Rebbe writes, um, Yosef was unable to hold himself back. He had to finally say, I am Yosef. He, he couldn't hold himself in anymore. So the Mithra Rebbe points out spiritually that there, there, Yosef was on a higher spiritual plane than his brothers. And Yosef was unable to restrain this revelation of himself to his brothers and the Torah is eternal for all generations, for all times, that there is a revelation of Yosef to his brothers. That's the spiritual meaning of this. But the point I was bringing from the Mithra Rebbe is that this continued on. This continued. And so too, for our conversation, that this reunion of Yosef and his brothers empowers all Jewish people to, to, to let go and come back. And until Mashiach will come, we'll see everyone uniting in, in, in the most perfect, beautiful way. This will help us also understand what Rashi says at the beginning, beginning of this Victoria portion. In the beginning of this Victoria portion, Rashi quotes the words, Yehuda approaches Yosef. And Rashi quotes the next words, Let me speak to the ears of my master. And Rashi explains, You consult let my words enter your ears. We need to understand Rashi is only explaining the words in that um, in that in that Divra Maschal, in that section of his commentary, he's only explaining the words, let me speak into the ears of my master. He's not explaining the words by Yigash. So why does he quote in the title of his commentary the word Vayigash as well? Rashi says that what Yehuda was telling Yosef is, I want my words to enter your ears. So those, that sentiment, I want you to really get what I'm saying, is not really relevant to Yehuda approaching Yosef. There is the first step, Yehuda approaches Yosef. But what's the goal? The goal is that it should go all the way into Yosef and it should affect him. So the initial um, approach of Yehuda to Yosef seems to... Um, be very different to the goal, meaning 
there's a first step, and and then there is um, um, the result. The result is that Yehuda's words should really affect Yosef. After Yehuda approaches Yosef, and after Yehuda speaks to Yosef, and after Yehuda finishes talking, and Yosef listens to all of that, then it's possible that the words of Yehuda could really enter Yosef, that Yosef should hear it, and should affect him inside of him, and affect him. So, like when Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people at the end of 40 years, what did Moshe say after he finished speaking? Pay attention with your heart. So, so there's, 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 there's diff- these are different parts of the conversation. There's a first initial step of Yehuda going to speak to Yosef. Then there's after Yehuda speaks to Yosef, let this go into, into you. Rashi puts them together. Rashi says, Yehuda approaches Yosef and he says, let my words enter your ears. And my words entering your ears are not about me approaching you. My words entering your ears are, I have to finish talking now. Now listen, now, now think about what I just told you. I want you to hear what I just told you. I want you to hear with your heart what I just said. It, it seems to be two completely different parts of the conversation. Rashi somehow is lumping them all together. Why? Is there beer in them? The answer is this. As in If Yehuda's approach to Yosef was merely just that, a preparation, so then we could say, that there are different stages. If Yehuda's approach to Yosef is just a preparation, then you're right. There's stage number one, not one, is when he approaches him. Stage two is he speaks to him. Stage three is after he speaks to him, Yosef thinks it over. And stage four is that Yosef's, the words of Yehuda have entered Yosef. That's all true if Ayigash is just, if Yehuda's approach to Yosef is merely a, a introduction to the conversation, a preparation for the conversation. Or a bribe. Hold on, hold on. In that previous advarment, Chasam Alev, Bizas Pilp Maisa Dira Bamaisa Hoka Pilshale, Bizas Naka Grimba Pale, Valoi, Yachel Yasus Apify Yasuf Alechav. However, what are we saying? What does this really mean? What's going on when Yehud approaches Yasuf? The whole purpose of the words and for Yehud's approach to Yasuf is that there should be a real closeness. There should be a perfect closeness. So, his saying that um, let my words enter your ears are not a separate thing than Yehuda's approach to Yosef. That's the ultimate closeness. I want this to be close, not just physically, but it, that we should be so close that my words should enter your ears that it should, it, should, it, should, it should come into you, inside of you. It should come into your heart. It should affect the way, the way you act. And, and as it did, Yosef, Yosef couldn't control himself. And he, had to, he, had to, he had to admit and he had to acknowledge, he had to reveal himself. So Yehuda's approach to Yosef could be seen in two ways. If it's just seen as a step one of the conversation, then indeed, it's not the same thing as Yehuda, as Yosef hearing the, the words of Yehuda and, 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 and absorbing them. But the word Vayigash means more than that. Vayigash means closeness. And since Yosef's, um, since Vayigash is about closeness, so the words of Yehuda entering Yosef and Yosef 
um, admitting and acknowledging and revealing himself to his brothers is a perfection of what Yehuda did when he approached Yosef. He, I want closeness, is really what was going on. In other words, in the surface of the story is, you, as Yehuda's you, you, approaching Yosef, something else is going on. He is, he's, he's threatening him, he's, but, um, but the deeper meaning of Yehuda's approach to Yosef is he's got, they're getting closer. And since it's about closeness, so therefore it, it is the same theme as the subsequent perfection of closeness that happens when Yehuda's words enter Yosef inside of him and he, and, and, and he reveals himself to his brothers. What do you want to say, Dr. Resman? Well, this is different from the way the Western world does business. You know, that's the emotion you get, but it's a reality, but this is the meal, take care of the meal, take care of you. That's getting close to somebody, but it's all shekel. All not true. Yeah, that's all not true. This was sincerity to the utmost degree. Oh. Right. That's, there's, um, it's a very deep perspective on the story because you think of the story on the surface, it's, 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 it is Yehuda wants to accomplish something with Yosef. He wants Yosef to free his brother. It's about, it seems transactional. But the Rebbe is saying that it's not transactional. Look at the Haftorah. The Haftorah tells you that what's going on really is there's closeness here. Yehuda is about to come closer to Yosef. That's what's going on. Apizas move in the shaychos from Yigash mitiritechum hemshchaparshis v'sashos Yaakov one mitzrayim chulu. This will help us understand something else. How does this relate with the with the subsequent story of Yaakov and his family going down to Egypt? By Yigash the agasha v'sachlos from Yehuda v'Yosef tutuf and by dayt oich v'gam v'ikar the sachlos from Nelam. Alma de pruta. The unity of Yehuda and Yosef accomplishes and expresses a unity in creation. As the Zohar says, that what happened when Yehuda approached Yosef was that there was a, there was a not just a collision but a convergence of worlds. The kruf to alma ba'alma, one world became close to another world. The two worlds become one. The lower world and the higher world are becoming one. Yehuda's approach to Yosef is not just about their union; it's about the union of the lower world and the higher world. When the Jewish people unite, and the Jewish people are the purpose of creation, that accomplishes unity in all of creation. So when the Jewish people unite, there's a unity of all, in all of creation. And so when the two um, kingdoms unite, when Mashiach will come, what, what will happen then? The world will, will unite too. All the non-Jews will know that I am Hashem, as the Haftorah concludes. Hashem will be the king over the whole world. And on that day, the Hashem will be one and His name will be one. Hashem will reign over the whole world. All nations will be transformed to call out to Hashem and to serve Him with one consent. Mashiach will be the king of the whole world, not just of the Jewish people. And as Haftorah says, David will be the king forever. And the word forever could also be read, translated literally, he'll be the king of the world. Lo'olam can mean forever, but it also means the king of the world. Why will Mashiach... Unite the whole world because he will unite the Jewish people. Thus is the 
der Mokum Achiyar Beilum, Erves Arsum Konshabumis, bis a Mokum von Avida Zara, was hat Gesak, Lia Eri, Venia Sisani, und Jakob, wo one of haben sich dort besetzt, bei der Anheben und Uft und der Büro von Mitzrayim, was dort in sein Gewinn der Rieben zu Zegdusha, und dann begal sein Achtusius Barach, was Schemus Gilia Achtus ist Dafket, wenn das kommt der Reis, begal ich in Mokum als Halkos, Lomaila, so this is also the theme of the continuation of the Torah portion where Yaakov and his family arrive in Egypt. What's Egypt? Egypt is the lowest place in the world. The Egyptians at that time, they acted in the, um, it was called the abomination of the earth, the worst of all nations, and it was a place of idolatry. As Paris said, I made myself and I made the river. So what did Yaakov and his family do there? They settled there. Why they settled there? To elevate Egypt. Egypt had a lot of godly sparks there. And they wanted to reveal in Egypt the oneness of Hashem. And when, what's, if, what's the ultimate expression of Hashem's oneness? When Hashem's oneness is revealed in a place of division. And that's the reason why Yaakov and his family went there. They, they, they went there to reveal the oneness that they experienced in their family in the world, in Egypt. And we did sell them their parishes, parimach with Saim, as a mechabe given, when they are at Angazak Yosef and Eretz Mitzayim, the Fanachi, Metavarts, Vishu, Ishvaz, Vichas, Vichach Gamer, Little Machuzab Arts, Mitzayim, Metavarts Gamer, Vichakles, Isvaz, Achavas, Isavis, Achaviz, Visima Parsha, Vish, Visol, Bears, Saim Gamer, Yokswa, Yifu, Ibum Maid, they have been Angahib and their beautiful Mitzayim, Bismuid, Bahomidach, or Tarmagazan, Achtusi is Borich. And the Aftorah says, What happened when they got to Egypt? Paro honored them, and he told Egypt, told Yosef, I'm giving your, your family the best land. Uh, and they settled there, and they were successful there. And the, Torah, the last word of the Torah portion is, they were very successful, they were fruitful, and they multiplied a lot. That means they started to elevate Egypt. And how they elevate Egypt? Mo'id. Mo'id is the word we say in Shema as well. What does mean? Chomidacha means with all your might. Why? Because Moed means very much, more than you, more than your limit, more than your limitations. So they brought into Egypt something infinite. We can't have if it's if it's if for me it's easy. It's not called, and for you it's hard. Um, it's not really very much, right? Because it's it's for you it's easy. For me, if, if, if sorry, for me it's easy, and for you it's hard. It's not really. It's not going beyond. It's not very. Very means a lot. The definition of a lot really is something that's infinite. Because if something is a lot for one and for someone else is not a lot, it's not really. It's not really infinite. So infinity has to do with the word a lot has to do with infinity. So how were they successful in Egypt? They were successful in Egypt a lot, meaning they brought the infinite light of Hashem. A lot means the infinite light of Hashem, and that's the theme of Ayigash, the union of the lower world, the higher world, and this was all empowered by Yehuda and Yosef uniting. So the unity of the Jewish people brings unity in all of creation. All right, Chazak Stop here.